come with me, we're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. Look, we are here today with a special guest. We've got Scott's on deck on board today. And, uh, oh, well, I should say Spencer, right? You guys, yeah. you go by Spencer, not Scott, right? Yeah, that's my first name, but it's, <laughs> it's interchangeable, whatever you're comfortable with. So, so we got we got Spencer here from Scott's on deck, and uh, he's going to be our, our guest co-host today. And, of course, we've got the lovely Kimbra. Oh, thank you. I'm welcome, Spencer. I'm thank paid you. well. Oh, uh, so anyway, we're, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to cover. Um, Spencer lives in Florida like we do. So we're going to get into a little bit of the advantages of living in Florida and cruising. So if you don't already live in Florida, we're going to try and convince you by the end of this episode to move to Florida. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I said that earlier and Kimber was like, you don't want all these extra people moving to Florida. But I do if they're like the cruising community. That's true. You make yes. a very valid point. Right. That's different than just like random people from, you know, up We, we only want to let certain people in. That's right. It's, a, it's an exclusive club, Florida, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, let's talk a little bit about your channel to kick things off. So tell us, Scott's on Deck is a YouTube channel and you cover pretty much exclusively cruising, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I did some hurricane vlogs when we had our... Uh, little hurricane scare what a month or two two months ago yeah, um, yeah. so yeah mostly vlogs right now i'd like to extend it out a little bit but you know I, we, we have fun doing the cruise vlogs now are you like a baseball fan is that where scott's on deck comes from no we are we were originally um lead life, life. Yeah. yeah but we got confused with other people a lot and we just kind of weren't happy with it to begin with so um, we just eventually said, you know what, let's change it, make it a little more personable to our actual name. And um, one night I was in a chat and somebody confused me with someone else. And I was like, you know, what, that's it. So I stayed up all night and just <laughs> redid all the logos, all the thing. And we did a bunch of group chats in the family, uh, spelling out names. What's, what is everybody like? And we all kind of came to the consensus of Scott's on deck. So just, you know, we were on deck, we're cruising. And yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah that definitely. That's, a, that's a good one. And, uh, and, yeah, I didn't know if there was like a double play there. Like Scott's on deck. Is I don't even. I'm not a sports guy. I don't even know if that's no, what they say no. in baseball. <laughs> I, it was, we're just trying to think up something kind of nautical to to include our names. So we yeah. went through a bunch, but we uh, we said that one out loud, and it was kind of like, oh, that kind of uh, you know, kind of hit us. Like, hey, that's the one that'll work. No, I totally get that. That's kind of how it works. Like I know when whenever we came up with the cruise geeks, it was like that. You know, we were looking at all these different names and as soon as cruise geeks came up it was like you just could feel it and mm -hmm. uh it's kind exactly. of the same with fantastic cruising when we when we transferred over to fantastic cruising kind of the same type of thing i mean it just it just feels right you just like you know that's the one that's the one and so, that's the hardest thing of this whole thing we've been doing is picking out a name everything else is fairly <laughs> easy it's picking out the name because that's like 
you know, it's important. You got your branding, you got your right. logos, you got right. your uh, your social networks, your names, and all that. So it's like it's it's kind of nerve wracking. So I'm kind of glad we kind of settled and are happy with it. So and then you're stuck. You're kind of stuck with it. I mean, it's it's hard to change that, and then you got to go back and change everything or figure people figure out who you are and what's going on. Yeah, stuff. luckily we did it kind of early, so it really wasn't that big of a you know, that big of a deal. We saw a few other people did it and how they did it. So they kind of followed them. And then, you know, it really wasn't a problem. Just kind of reminding people like, Hey, it's, you know, it's us, but you know, new name. <laughs> so yeah. Now on your channel, I know you've got uh, a few, at least three different cruise vlogs on there. You've got the sunshine. You've yeah, got, we got like five, five or six, I think five or six. Okay. Yeah. I know you've got two carnival breeze. You've got the carnival sunshine. What else? Mm -hmm. What else have you got on there? Uh, Royal Caribbean. The Majesty of the Seas. Majesty. Okay, yeah. cool. Not so, so much of a vlog, but more of a. That was kind of before we got into vlogging, but. The early days. Yeah. When you're just like randomly our, doing videos. and <laughs> Yeah, that's actually one of our most popular videos, too, which is funny. I think. I, I have a, a theory that um, Royal Caribbean vlogs do really, really well. Like, I don't know if there's just not as many. They do for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like maybe the carnival vloggers are is a, is a more common thing i mean that's mostly what i've vlogged as carnival but it seems like royal caribbean there's not as much content out there yeah let's uh, say we were actually talking about this something some of the other day it's like you don't see a lot of people cruising doing vlogs for like norwegian so, you know some of yeah. course but not nowhere near the dominance that carnival has and i think a lot of it you know it's like you search for a carnival vlog you get 10 million results <laughs> right so it's a, it's a crowded you know it's a crowded field so it's like you know you don't see a lot of princess vlogs you Disney, right. you don't see a lot of, you know, a few people do Disney, you don't, yeah. it's mostly carnival, probably 85%, you know, so. You, you know, it's interesting you say that. So we're, we're going on a, a br the brilliance of the seas in February. Mm. And uh, so we're part of the Facebook groups for, for both our October cruise on the carnival horizon, which is way off next October. I'm and jealous our, of both your cruises actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, but here's the weird thing, like those groups on Facebook, like the brilliance of the seas group, has like 18 people in it or something yeah, almost none yeah and whereas the the horizon one's got hundreds, hundreds. Couple hundred yeah so i don't yeah. is that like a royal caribbean thing i don't i don't know if if uh it's just a different kind of culture with royal caribbean i, I feel like most people i know sail both so i, I don't know yeah our um our uh close relatives they sail per royal pretty much exclusively Loyal, they bought, they bought, yeah, Royal Royals in well, Royal Caribbean exclusively, and uh, they've been pretty happy with it. We, but we went on to Majesty of the Seas, and that's a very old ship. That's like yeah. going on, you know, the Pride or one of those, right? Right, a fantasy class, very, yeah, very yeah. old class. And it was still a great cruise, but it, yeah. it's a very old, old ship. You definitely don't have all the bells and whistles. But uh, Coco Key, we went to Coco Key, Coco Key, Coco Key. Right? Whichever one. Yeah. I, I <laughs> we, accept both. That was our first time there. And that was before the huge renovation. Okay. Yeah. And we did wave runners and jet skis, whatever you call them there. And it was, it was a beautiful time. That cruise was just worth going there in my opinion. I love, I love Coco Key. Uh, I try and say, I try and go between like instead of key or K, I try and say K. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I haven't been there since the renovation, but like the snorkeling there is phenomenal and i love it just because it's one of those places that you can just snorkel all day and mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about it so for me that's you know really good but i'm curious to get back there now that they've done all the renovations yeah me too it's definitely on our list to go we're not booked yet but we'll get there for sure yeah yeah we now now you and i have cruised before 
Mm-hmm. And we went on the Lolita Loca uh, Cruise Geeks group cruise, and that was on the Carnival Breeze. That was last April. Yeah, not too not too far actually. I know it seems doesn't seem like forever ago though. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, this past May. So you've been on you've been back on the breeze since then too, right? Yeah, we were there a few months before because that was a repeat cruise for us. We went on that same cruise like four or five months before, but we wanted to go again because of everybody that was going. That was right. mostly the reason why we went. And then we already had it booked for just a couple of weeks ago. We got off and we actually have it booked the next. Next two cruises next year, we're going on it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that you you like that ship a lot. Then we like the ship, but <laughs> it's more. This is also gonna merge into what we we're gonna talk about being in Florida. Right, is that it's out of Port Canaveral, and we're only thirty. We're where we live. We're only like thirty five minutes from the port. So it's super convenient. It's beyond convenient. So that's. You know, that's one of the reasons it's like, well, we don't have to drive to Miami or drive any of these other places. <laughs> We're just 30 minutes down the road. Let's just hop on. It's a great ship, you know, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, it, it is a great ship. Yeah. And now, it, I'm sorry. And there's different itineraries. So we'll hit the Eastern or we'll hit the Western. Right. So it, it kind of mixes it up a little bit. So we're not doing the same exact cruise every time. Yeah. Now, I, I have a question because when, whenever I went on the Carnival Breeze, like I had been on the Vista and mm-hmm. I, I liked the Vista, but I, I was a little, the first time I went on it, I had, we had some issues and it, I didn't have a bad cruise. I don't want people to think that at all, but it was a little underwhelming from what we expected. And some of the things that were underwhelming, I felt like the Breeze did those right where the Vista class maybe didn't. Um, so when I was gonna get when I was getting ready to get on the breeze, I was convinced it was gonna be my favorite ship. Like, because before that, it's the, it's the legend. Now we did the group cruise, and it was an amazing cruise. We had so much fun. It was it like was. it was just out, outstandingly the, excellent. The people made that cruise more than anything. It could, we could have been on whatever ship it was, and we still right. had a great time. Like a dinghy, you know the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was good company. It was a good time. Um, I, I, again, I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I didn't dislike the breeze at all, but it, it didn't end up being my favorite ship. And I, but I have to wonder if that's a fair assessment because the, the week that we were on there, there was a lot of spring breakers on there and that ship was so crowded. A lot was not even the word for it. It was just (laughs) amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah. And we did have issues with the kids that were being very obnoxious and rude they interrupted our games a lot and that really kind of affected it in a negative way. Again, it's still a great cruise, but yeah. it was a lot of little things. And I've never, that was the, I've never been on a ship that was that crowded before. Yeah. Like the lines and everything it was. So, so having been on it, having been on that ship other times, um, have you had different experiences on that ship as far as like the crowd? And has that made the ship whole ship feel different? Complete opposite. When we were on it, we were on it just at the end of October, going into November, the ship was almost empty. Nice. It was very weird. <laughs> and I mentioned it in our vlogs a lot, and we're just standing on the balcony looking over because we were on deck eight, and we were kind of over the barbecue place, right? which is absolutely delicious. <laughs> uh, but you know, we had a good view of deck five, which if you've never been on that type class of ship, deck five goes all the way around the ship. And that's where your barbecue is at. That's where a lot of your outside um, uh, seating is at, smoking areas, things like that. So you get a good sense of what people are doing because you can just, you know, from walking around, there's a lot of jacuzzis along that deck too. 
we would just stand there on the balcony and look, and there was literally no one on the deck at all. All That's, times of the day, morning, night, middle of the afternoon, except for the only time you would see a lot of people is at lunchtime when guys barbecue is up. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a very, very different experience than what we had. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I, I understand, you know, when we cruise was a busy time, but it just seemed excessive and, and I need to, I feel like I need to get on the breeze again because I, I did enjoy the cruise immensely and the ship had some great amenities. I love deck five. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I love about the Vista class and the and the um, the Carnival Breeze and that what's that the, the Dream class right that that mm-hmm. group of ships has that and it's to me like like some people are all about the pool deck I'm not about the pool deck no, I'm we're about not finding yeah I, I'm I'm getting that I want to get that serenity I want to get that water view yeah and I, I want to get that breeze and mm-hmm. uh, and and that deck five is just perfect for me like if I was to design a cruise ship like that that's the kind of thing I would put on there. Yeah. So uh, I, I really need to, I feel like I really need to give that ship another chance. Um, again, I didn't dislike the ship at all. I mean, I gave the Vista a second chance and I ended up liking it a lot more. I feel like yeah. I need to give the Breeze a second chance as well. Yeah, the crowd size from going on a spring break cruise to just a quote unquote normal day is just <laughs> it's a day and night difference. Yeah. You know, and there's still a lot of people. I mean, it's a big ship. There's, right. you know, even at just regular capacity, there's still 3,000 plus people on there, but it didn't feel like it. You know, everybody right, right. was, it's, it, they're very spread out. You had a lot of people at the pool. You had people doing all the activities. You had people just hanging out here, hanging out there. So it was very, very mellow. It was a very mellow cruise, which is what we were looking for because it was just kind of our um, uh, friends cruise that we go on without kids or anything just to kind of relax. So it, it worked out perfect, actually. How do the, how do the kids feel about that? Oh, they're fine. They're all adults. I shouldn't they call them kids. They they're don't care. Adults. They're not they like, you care. can't go on a cruise without us. No, because they're already booked for one. So they know, oh, okay. they know when they're going. <laughs> That's cool. Now, I, I know I was watching the vlogs and, and you had the three rooms in a row yeah. and you had balconies. Mm-hmm. And so you had the adjoining balconies. And that really piqued my interest because our October cruise on the horizon we are going to have three rooms. Well, not just the two of us, but but we're going with two other other groups, and yeah. and so we're hoping they, that we can open up the balconies. Um, I've done double adjoining balconies, but like I feel like the the triple balcony. Like looking at your vlog, it just like it just looked like you had your own like deck running down the ship kind of a thing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So you know, we, this was a cruise. Like I said, that we go with our two best friends, two other couples. So we had three. So when we book it, we all book them. We all sit there and book them right at the same time. So we nice. can all pick the rooms right next to each other. And um, uh, so when we get there, you just tell the steward that you want your cabins open or your balconies open and they'll come with a little key and they'll, un- they'll unlock them and open them up. And it's great because you just essentially get one huge balcony. But it's That's, also great because, you know, we can just knock on the outside balcony door yeah. or come in so we don't have to go outside in the hallway. And, <laughs> right. and it just makes it a lot easier to kind of navigate with your friends or family, whoever. And we've done it before, family, and it's great because, you know, you just get better access to, to each other. Yeah, I know when whenever I've done it in the past, it's kind of like, you know, that way some people can stay in their room if they want to nap or they want, you know, they're getting ready. You know, like we, we've cruised with uh, with my friends Charlie and Bev. So, you know, Bev's getting ready forever for a formal night. And uh, Charlie and I are out there on the deck, you know, looking at scuba diving exactly. pictures or something like that. It's exactly. Just, yeah. It just works out nicely. You don't have to like, otherwise, somebody's going to be in somebody's room while mm-hmm. somebody's in somebody's way and stuff. So it just, it just makes a lot of sense. Now, I will say, though, we've done the adjoining balconies twice. And both times 
we got them opened, but it was kind of an ordeal to get them open. Like we asked our steward and the steward like insisted that we had to contact guest services and he had to get permission from guest services. And then it was like, he, like we couldn't communicate. It was, it was kind of a struggle to get it open. Yeah. Once it was open, it was open for the duration. Yeah. We had, yeah, we had that problem in the breeze, the, previous to the Lalita Loca uh, group cruise where that's the same thing. We have to call guests. You have to call guest services and they have to call me. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> but eventually it got done. But this time he was like, okay, you just went over there and opened them and yeah, you know, no okay. big deal. So good. Maybe, I mean, you'd think that if they, if you see a representative from each cabin and they're saying, yes, we all want these open that yeah. you'd be like, okay, it's cool. But I understand they probably got to be careful because somebody might, you know, there might be some shenanigans or something going on. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, you never know, but we were all there and we're like, you know, we're all together and everything's linked into computers anyway. So it's right. not just that, you know, so, but yeah, it wasn't a problem and it's great. Like I so said, you just get a huge balcony and it's, it's beautiful. We love the balconies. Now, I, I also know on your, on your channel that you have a little bit of a rant video. You're not yes. really a, a rant kind of guy, but, but something no. kind of got under your skin and, and I really kind of resonated, it resonated with me and, uh, and Kimbra too. And that was, that was your, your smoking experience yeah. that you had. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that's my first rant video. <laughs> and I wasn't really <laughs> ranty. I was just, no. and I actually did it on the ship there because it just kind of, yeah, just, I, I it, it really that. ticked me off and it really did because, and what, what was happening, it's happened on every balcony we've had ever on Carnival, ever. And it's that people go outside and smoke on the balcony, whether it's cigarettes or weed. Just the weed was a big problem this time too. And I'm not here to judge anybody on what they do. Right. If you're a smoker, hey, that's you. My problem is there's a big rule that you're not supposed to smoke on the balconies. It's a right. big fire hazard. There's been fires on cruise ships where people have died because of cigarettes. Right, right. I mean, that's a fact. It's, that's, yeah. it's happened before. And just not only that, is that it bothers a lot of people. Uh, one of the people that were with us, she had a very, uh, she has a very, I don't know if you can call it allergy or is very sensitive to, to smoke. So when somebody was smoking on the balcony, she can't sit out there and enjoy it yeah. for more my, medical reasons. Yeah, my mom's and, the same way. It gives her like a, a, she said it feels like somebody's punching her in the face, like a, like a migraine yeah. headache or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Or if somebody has that, you know, she has a little bit of asthma, so that gets it going too. And, um, it was really, really, really bad. I mean, really strong, not just a scented. I mean, it was like somebody was just next to us and I think it was the captain next to us. So I just got really upset with it and I vocalized that on the balcony so everybody <laughs> in the vicinity could hear it because it was just, you know, it was got to the point where it's like, and this is just on the second day, the sea day. So I went down to guest services and as I emphasize in my, my rant video, always be respectful to those people yes. because it's not their fault. They're not the ones out there doing it. So, but still make your voices heard. Don't ever not do it. Just be respectful and set your point. And that's what I did. I went down there and I asked for the supervisor. I, I wanted to go straight to the, somebody who had a little bit of power and I explained the whole situation. They were very empathetic and, and, you know, sorry, sorry. It's a big, you know, you can't do that and we'll find them and going through the whole rules. And I said, okay, I just wanted to make it known. And they sent floor supervisors, security, all kinds of stuff. And the next day they sent a letter out to everyone in that vicinity of the room <laughs> up and down and, you know, and saying that, you know, you cannot smoke. It's against the rules. We'll find you. We'll even throw you off the ship. If you know, when we get to the next port and after they sent that letter, never, not a problem again. 
that's, didn't smell that's smooth cool. the whole yeah and <laughs> and i was very pleased and that's what i always say about a lot of things it's like it's not what happened it's as much it's more of how they responded to that right and carnival went above and beyond because they followed up with me several times i got a letter from the captain you know <laughs> thanking me for that it was such a security ha- or fire hazard you know and then I had other supervisors follow up and, you know, so they, they went above and beyond. I can't complain of what Carnival did. So, you know, it's, it's just a safety thing and it bothers people medically. So, you know. Well, and the point you made, you're like, look, I, I paid for this balcony. I can't use it. Yeah. So I, I, you know, you, you need to fix it or you're going to have to reimburse me because I paid for this and now it's not functional for me yeah and that's that's what i told her and, and again politely i told her i said we paid two thousand some dollars each for these rooms so that's that we all you know all together between three couples that was that's almost seven grand right there right that's just the room that we paid for that's not including the gratuities and and all the other stuff that comes along with the cruise that's a lot of money yeah absolutely and and like I said, I told myself, well, if we can't sit out there because one person is especially sensitive to it, then there needs to be some comp- compensation or, you know, something because we can't enjoy the $7,000 that we put in for a balcony. Yeah. And that was a big, and that's the other, that was the other big thing about it. It's like, you know, you pay for a balcony because we love the balcony. I could sit out there for hours. Right. And oh, if yeah. you can't enjoy it because somebody's breaking, uh, you know, a pretty serious rule, you know, something needs to be done. And, and, and what I really appreciated about your, your rant, and I say that in, in quotes and nobody can see because <laughs> this is a podcast, but your, but your rant video is that I love the way that you handled it. I don't know what you shouted out on the deck when you were on, the, on the balcony yeah. when you were aggravated, but, but I love the way that you explained it because I, I feel like one of the things that kind of feels good to me about cruise lines, guest services, is I'm one of those nice people out there who very rarely get impatient or raise my voice. And usually that is to my detriment because the squeaky wheel gets oiled and, and, and all that sort of thing. So, you you know, in, in most situations, it's a person that's whining and yelling and complaining and they're like, they, they get taken care of or I just get easily placated. But on the cruise lines, it seems like it's different. Like whenever I see people that are being really rude, like it seems like they just get shut down. Like they don't, they're not having that. But yeah. people that are nice and kind, like almost every story I've ever heard, the cruise lines, whether it's Carnival or, or Royal or, or any of them, they seem like they have they have a much better odds of being taken care of. And what you said Carnival did, I mean, that's what they should do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let me say that. But uh, that doesn't mean that that's what they would do, but they exactly. did. And so that, mm-hmm. that says a lot about Carnival and the respect they have for their their customers yeah and and that's why i'll come back again because Mm -hmm. they did do probably as much as they could without you know storming in every room and searching for cigarettes (laughs) you know you can't do that and i don't expect that to happen but i've seen you know we've been at guest services for whatever reason i've seen what people how people speak to those uh service reps i mean i and we were for someone like me to have my jaw drop because of what this guy is telling this uh uh, a girl behind the counter. I was just, my mind was blown that he was talking to her like that to anybody, you know, it was just right. amazing. So I said, you know, I would never ever do that. No. Um, but you know, and they've, and they've done that before because when we were on our, our group cruise together, we had also had a big problem with um, the faster to the fun. 
that's the, none of the faster to the fun uh, amenities were available when we got on the ship because they had a Coast Guard inspection. Right. Now, again, that's that's great. I'm glad they do that stuff, but that's not our problem. Right, right. <laughs> and, again, they did. You know, we went and politely complained, a lot of us, and, you know, they gave us our money back for faster to the fun. Yeah. So, you know, the, the few times that I've had a problem, which really wasn't a huge problem, they've always come through above and beyond. So I, I really can never, I really can't complain of their responses to, to issues. No, absolutely. I, I would agree with that completely. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, we haven't, we've never had too many big issues, but yeah, it seems like they always do their best to resolve them. Um, yeah, most are fairly um, minor for, for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Very cool. Well, let's move on to the main topic. And since we live in Florida, we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about what are the advantages of living in Florida if you are a cruiser and and there are several so we kind of both came up with a list of some things and i thought we just kind of bounce back and forth and uh and see I, we we haven't really compared these lists yet so <laughs> it, I, i'm interested to see how many of them sync up but uh i, I think I most feeling, of them will I, I have a feeling they will like i think most Kim, of them will yeah kimber and i sat down and tried to come up with a with we were going to come up with 10 and then we came up with 10 and I'm like, let's come up with 10 more. So yeah, we did, I, but I don't, we were, some of these are maybe stretching it a little bit. A little I, bit. I had a hard time getting to 10. <laughs> I got to about seven. I was just, my mind was just blocked. All right. Well then let me start okay. um, with, with this one. And, and I'm going to say that, and this is maybe one of the most obvious one. There's a lot of things that kind of go along with this, but just being close to multiple ports it makes it easy easy to get to like driving distance like you said you're what 35 minutes away from canaveral yeah, that's the first one that was on my list too there you go there you go <laughs> bing 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 we've already yep. got one synced up so i mean and and like kimber and i work at the florida aquarium so like we literally are driving to the cruise port every day for work yes yes which is you do live stream you do yeah, you do live streams that are standing yeah. right next to the ship, and I, I know. love those. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's like terrible, but it's <laughs> it's cool, but it's also terrible. And and the worst part is like almost any day that there's a cruise ship in port, like around four o'clock. You know, I'm sitting at my desk, like working or whatever, and all of a sudden here that horn goes off, right? Oh. <laughs> and I I cry almost every time. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 when we get there in the morning and you hear like the cruise director like. And I'm like, wait, no, what's going on right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's got to suck just being so close, but just can't get on the ship. So I have cruised out of every single port in Florida. Um, and in my favorite port, if I don't count how convenient the Tampa port is, just because I literally work there, um, I would say Canaveral is actually my favorite port. Just mm -hmm. I just like it. It's just it goes fast. It just seems like it's it's just a easy to navigate port. Um, have you cruised out of a lot of other ports or mostly no? Just Canaveral? two. Port Canaveral is our main one because again we're only thirty five minutes away, and we've done Miami, which I did not like. That's a huge confusing mess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, but the thing about that is we had to go to Miami because only certain itineraries will go out of Miami. Right. So. Right. That's where we're going on the horizon. Yeah, I've I've cruised out of Miami a couple times in Lauderdale once, and um, I've had mixed experiences. Driving in Miami, in and of itself, can yes. be extremely stressful if yes. you're not if you're not you know familiar with the with the layout and yes. such. Uh, but but then even the cruise terminal um, can be a little bit confusing, I think, compared to 
some of the other ones. So, oh, absolutely. Uh, do you want to go ahead and, and give us one of yours? Yeah. Well, that was my first I, I one. I stole your first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, my second, <laughs> I, you know, I knew that too. I said, we're going to, the first one is going to be so, cause it's just so yeah. obvious. Oh, right, right. All right. My second one is we have a very close proximity to theme parks. So if you want to extend your vacation, it's pretty easy to do that. That is a, that is a valid point. Absolutely. I mean, we, we are doing our, we, we've kind of rebranded the, the cruise geeks cause, cause things have changed. So it's now fantastic studios and we're, we're still doing uh, a lot of cruise vlogs, but we're sort of extending it to other Florida activities and mm-hmm. uh, especially like universal studios, which we're not as close as you are to those theme parks, but still, yeah, it's really easy to tack on a lot of other fun experiences um, no matter where you are in Florida, there's stuff to do everywhere in Florida. Yeah, pretty much. If, if you're going out of Canaveral, like there's a lot of stuff to do that can add that extra day or two, just a lot of value to it. And if you live here, it just makes it so easy just to just to hit it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that just, you know, come in a couple of days before, hit Disney or Universal or SeaWorld or whatever floats your boat, spend a couple of days there, then they'll hit the ship and come back and you know, go home. That's a pretty good vacation, really. Now, now living here, though, um, like we have a pass for Universal Studios. Do you have passes for the theme parks living in Orlando? No, we don't go to the theme parks much anymore because all our kids are grown now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we have one that's already gotten married and is out of the house, and the other one's in school, and the other one is, you know, uh, an adult, so they don't go too much for the theme parks anymore. But when they were little, yeah, we had C-roll passes. But, you know, when you live this close to the theme parks, which were just literally next door, um, the schools here go to the theme parks for field trips every year. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper than going on your your own. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, you know, my kids will have, oh, we're going to go to Animal Kingdom and it's only $35 or something about a kid. But if you chaperone, you get in for free. Nice. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Raising my yeah. hand. I'll be a chaperone. Yeah. <laughs> and the, you know, so, you know, my kids get in for less than a hundred bucks. I get in for free and we have the whole day to ourselves to uh, enjoy the park. So we get into a lot of parks that way throughout the, when the kids were younger. So there's a living in Florida perk, not necessarily directly yeah. related, but, but sort of on the same line as that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah I wish I grew up here. Only, only thing is, do, you, do your did your kids kind of get burnt on the theme parks, like when they were younger? Like, did you go too much, or is that possible? No, not really, because we went to SeaWorld a lot because we like SeaWorld. We love the, yeah. you know, we love the 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 animals and stuff like that more so than like Disney or something. Gotcha. So you know, we would go there, and it's like you know, we watch the dolphins, and they have a yeah. lot of rides there and things like that. So they never really got burnt out with anything. Okay, cool. You want to do one next? I do, yep. I'm going to kind of play off that one any a little bit. So obviously when you go on a cruise or vacation, you have to take time off of work. So if you live in Florida, you have to – it's like less mandatory because you don't have to worry about that traveling mm-hmm. necessarily. That's a good one. Um, so you could use that PTO that would be mandatory – to go to those theme parks that, or extend your vacation or just not even like need it. Yeah. 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 Go on more cruises. Yeah. Go on more cruises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, hey, sometimes you got to uh, add another two, three days just to fly, depending on where you're coming from. So yeah, that could, you know, that adds up over a couple times a year. 
And I know for for us, like get, having the time off, like earning the time off, is not the challenge. It's it's finding times when you're able to take the time off because you know we're needed for for this or that. So um, not having to take as much time off is, is a super huge advantage for uh, for living in Florida. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Now, speaking of, of that, um, the next one I have on here is there's just less travel costs. So if you if you live in Florida, you probably don't need to get a hotel. Now, I have gotten a hotel if I go to like Jacksonville or if I go to Miami or something like that. I do, but I just get it for one night. I don't have to pay for a plane flight. I don't have to uh, I don't have to spend as much money on gas. Like I know people drive from all over the country. They some of them drive down here. But then they've usually got maybe they're spending the night somewhere on the way, plus the night before down here, plus all that gas to get down here. So it's just it's just going to be more economical to uh, to cruise out of Florida. I guess when you guys cruise out of Fort uh, out of Fort Lauderdale, out of Cape Canaveral, how, what do you do for do you go over there and pay to park or how do you work that? Yeah, we pay. Uh, we'll leave and then we'll pay to park. And for a seven day cruise, it's about $125 for a week. That's a lot. Yeah. Because, and you can do the parking rides for half of that. Right. But we we'll pay the extra because we can walk off the ship and get right into our car. (laughs) And we're we're on the road a quarter of the way home by the time you're even stepping on that that parking ride shuttle. (laughs) That's absolutely true. Uh, The last time we timed it, you know, we left our cabin at 715 in the morning we were in the car at 7:27. Nice. Wow. You That's know, nice. Because customs is pretty fast at, at uh, Port Canaveral now, especially since they have the facial recognition they started. Which is oh, really that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. that'll so you, speed things up. Yeah, it's even faster now. So I mean, you just literally walk right off the ship and right to your car. So to us, that's worth the extra money. I mean, if you want to save yeah. money, there's a gazillion parking rides that are available around you know the ports. Now, are you close enough that you could like Uber in, or would that be not as it would would it be? It just doesn't make sense. I, I never tried to price it, but I, you probably could. Yeah. You know, we actually had to get a ride back because the ride we had on this last one uh, for home kind of fell through at the last minute. So we actually kind of had to get a shuttle service, and I don't even remember how much we paid for it, but it wasn't it wasn't astronomical. Now you can make but, your kids drive you and drop you off and pick you up, right? We did that. We did that. We <laughs> kind of did that once because we rented when we went on our big family cruise the first time on the breeze. We had like thirty people with us. Wow! And I think like twenty of us were actually together at the same time. So we rented like a huge van, but we kind of overlooked the fact that we have twenty people, but there's also twenty pieces plus of luggage for each person. <laughs> so we were sque- I, we were just squeezed in there. So when we came back, we had to ask my son-in-law if he could drive his truck over. So we, since we threw all the luggage in his <laughs> truck and it was like poor planning on my part. You were like a packing cube on wheels. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't think I even put those videos out yet, but yeah, I got good video of it. So it's pretty fun. <laughs> all right. You want to do another one? Yeah. Uh, my next one, which kind of plays into what I was saying before is that with all the ports in Florida, you have a variety of itineraries to go on. Yep, I've got that somewhere down here. Yeah. I'm looking for my list. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of choices. Yeah, because, you know, if you go out to Port Canaveral, you're not going to hit much of the Southern Caribbean. Maybe some right. if it's like an extra long cruise. But, you know, typically your seven, eight-day cruises, you're going to hit the Bahamas or the Mexico side. If you want to go to Jamaica and Grand Cayman for a more extended, you're going to have to hit Fort Lauderdale or Miami. 
to yeah. to really get in those southern um, cruises. So you got a good choices of where you want to go. Yeah, that is definitely an advantage because if, especially like, I mean, we're talking about living in Florida. I mean, there are people that live in other places that are close close to cruise ports, but there may only be one or two ships that sail out of those ports, maybe even only one cruise line. So they're very, very limited on where they go and just the proximity of it. Like say you're sailing out of someplace north of Florida on the, on the Atlantic coast, you're probably going to Bermuda mm-hmm. and maybe Nassau. Yeah. You know, that's that's about it most of the time. Maybe you get a really long cruise or something. Yeah. And if you're sailing out of like Texas, Louisiana, those kind of areas, you're probably going to like um, Cozumel, Cozumel yeah. and uh, and what are the other, what's the Costa other Maya. one? Costa Maya. Costa Maya. There's, there's one that's north of Cozumel I've never been to that it feels like they only go to that one. Progresso, I think. Progresso, yeah, Progresso. Yeah. But it seems like that's, you know, it takes so long to get there. Like you're eating up all your time. Like, you know, you sail out of New York. You're you know, you're taking all that time on, on the sea, which is which is fine. But you can do that in ports in Florida, but you can also get to like the Southern Caribbean. Like that's where our October cruise is going because, yeah. you know, ABC Islands are amazing. So Yeah, I, I think you can get more for your money out of a lot of the itineraries. So instead of, you know, if you go more north, you're going to get maybe a seven day cruise, but you're only going to go to two ports. Right. Yeah. Here, yeah. you're going to get at least four ports at the minimum. Are, are you a, are you a port guy or are you a, a, a sea day guy? Or are you kind of a mix? I'm kind of in a mix. Yeah. I um I like going. We, when we go to the ports, we don't usually do a whole lot of stuff. We usually just kind of hit the ports and hit the beach or or something like that. Every once in a while, we'll do a. Uh, we try to do at least one excursion on each cruise. Okay. Because uh, we always try to cut down costs and just, we, we just really just like to relax, to be honest. Yeah. You know? No, I, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. Want to do another one? Yeah, sure. So um, no luggage restriction. So anybody that's Good one. flying down, you got to watch that luggage weight. Yeah, it's hard to fly and flap your arms with all that luggage. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're a bird. <laughs> if you're a bird. Is it an African swallow or a European swallow? Monty Python joke. Anyway, yeah, that's that's true. So um, uh, uh, do you do you fly a lot? I don't know. I only fly when I go home to see my family. <laughs> yeah, so just to Indiana. Yeah. But you're very restricted on like the size of luggage and you got to pay for extra bags. And I, I don't know. Um, I don't know, Spencer, if, if you've ever had people like like they're going to, going to get ready to go on a cruise and they're like, um, what's the limit on the size of luggage I can bring? And, uh, and they're like, there is no limit yeah. on the size or amount of luggage you can bring. It's just how much you tip the porter. Yeah, <laughs> I know that for, yeah. I watched the lady come out when I was waiting. They had, it was two ladies and they had 10 bags of luggage. Oh, my gosh. Ten <laughs> bags. And I know it was theirs because they got in the van by themselves and the poor guy packed it all up. I was like, there's no way I could even I, – I couldn't even wear that much clothes for right? – you know. We're working at the aquarium. Sometimes I'm up at guest services when there's a ship in, and those porters bring in those carts of luggage. And I don't, I don't understand how someone needs so many bags. One suitcase per day. It's basically, yeah, yeah, like, like our, we, we do luggage storage there. So it's like our luggage storage is filled up with like two families. And when I say two families, it's like two couples. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Do you ever, uh, do you ever go on a cruise and and just do carry on? Have you ever tried that challenge? No, we haven't tried that. But on our very first cruise, we overpacked like an insane (laughs) amount. So, and I, and of course being the dad, 
I had to carry mo- as much as I could for the kids. <laughs> I said, after that cruise, I said, never again. We are never, yep. ever doing this again. So since then, one carry-on, one bag. Yep. That's it. One bag for everybody or one bag per person? Oh, just person? one bag per person. Okay. One yeah, carry-on yeah. per person. That's it. That's that's very reasonable. Like, I can, I can cruise that way. Like, I could fit my stuff. If it's just my clothes and things, I can easily get that into a small to medium suitcase. My problem is I'm always bringing my snorkel gear, and then I've got like my tech bag, and that's that's where all the extra stuff comes in. <laughs> yeah, because I'll have a, I have a backpack. I have a, a five eleven backpack, and I that thing is just filled to the brim with tripods and yep. <laughs> you know, it's like a vlogger problem, you know. So yeah. <laughs> I guess if you weren't trying to record everything, and it'd probably be a lot lighter, but you know, it is what yep. it is. <laughs> All right, you want to take the next one? Well, I also had, it kind of goes in, but I said we have a lot of airports in Florida where you can fly in from pretty much anywhere to anywhere. Yeah, so it opens yeah. up, you know, if you do need to fly. I know we're in Florida, yeah. but, you know, sometimes, if, you know, people do fly from Orlando to Miami all the time. They do. I in know Jacksonville. From, and, yeah, Tampa to, to Miami is a, yeah. in fact, we're, we're going to, um, we're going to Miami to see her parents. They're coming down just to, to vacation right after Christmas. And, um, we were pricing flights to see if we want to fly or drive. I think we're going to drive because we want to hit the Everglades. But, um, but yeah, it's not. It's pretty. It's fairly reasonable to do that. Yeah, it was real cheap. But, I, I looked at it. Yeah. yeah, but then you. But then you go back to the, the luggage, luggage thing. No, it wouldn't but, matter for what yeah. we're doing. On no, Christmas, but I. On I don't actually struggle with luggage that much personally. Well, you will now that you're vlogging. Yeah, and, yeah, and we just got you a whole setup of snorkel gear. That's true. I've just quadrupled your luggage count, just so you know. Thanks, buddy. You can carry it too. <laughs> no, 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 no. I only carry what I use, so you got to carry your own. But snorkel I wouldn't bag. have it without you. You just, she just got a really nice dive bag though that can carry all my stuff and hers. Have fun carrying it. it <laughs> I was going to say, who's going to carry it? Pink. It's bright pink, so <laughs> that's perfect. that's the reason it's pink. I, I think I think that means you have to carry it if it's. But you look pretty in pink. Okay. All right. All right. That's a good sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, we, we don't fly pretty much ever. Um, I had to fly a few times for work. And the, the time I, and I had to go out of Orlando International, which is, if you don't know, it's a huge, absolute monstrosity airport. <laughs> you know, and by the time you go through security, park, and get through all that line, I could be halfway to Miami already. Right. So, right. You know. <laughs> I don't see the point sometimes, but yeah, everybody has a reason, I guess. Now, another reason I have that is kind of nice to live in Florida, and I haven't taken advantage of this, but I know people have, is you can catch that last minute cruise. You can, you know, you got an extended weekend, or maybe you can, if you have a job where they're flexible with taking time off, you you see that deal pop up and boom, it's real easy to jump on it. We almost did that. We did. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where are you talking about going on the, the, um, the Bahamas Paradise? Yeah, we would have been on with Tommy Casabona yeah. from Always Be Booked unintentionally, <laughs> but but it would have been yeah, fun. We ended up with a four day weekend, and I was like, "You want to cruise?" Yeah, he we, he turned it down. We considered oh, it. Well, there was some there were <laughs> yeah. some logistical issues there. But have you ever jumped on a cruise like like last minute? No, because we plan our cruises like two years ahead of time. Because <laughs> that's how we pay for them. People ask, how do you pay for all these cruises? Well, we pay for them over a long period of time. Right. right. So to be able just to have a cruise at the last minute, you know, we've done it. We've barely done it before, but it's it's not as easy as you think sometimes. So you, you hear the about the the quote unquote good old days when you could just 
go up to the cruise ship like the day of almost and yeah. and be like, hey, you got any extra rooms? And they're like, yeah. And it's I don't, I don't know if that's all legend or if that's real, but I hear stories like that. I, I've talked to a few people that I know that they've done that. I mean, that was, again, that was like 20-something years ago. Usually it's before 9-11 because after that, yeah. Homeland Security got involved and they have to check the manifest right now. So right. you can't just hop on a boat. But I've, I've, I've heard fairly trustworthy people say that they have done it. So... But I think that's one of those things of the past now. I don't think you're going to get. Yeah, you know, I think I think you have to wait at least two days or something like that for the list to go through. Probably or something. Like security, yeah. yeah, security has changed things. I know one one lady I used to work with years ago. She was a cruiser, and she used to say that like you could you could have like friends and family that weren't cruising, and they could come on the cruise ship with you, and then they would just like tell you, you know, everybody yeah. who's not a cruiser has to get off the ship. And I guess like. There, like stowaways were a thing that oh, happened. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it kind of blows my mind when I hear stories about what people used to do. And this is like, man, it's a totally, a totally different time. Yeah. It's crazy. Absolutely. All right, let's see. Who's who's up? Me. Okay. Let's... So this is something that I haven't personally gotten to do a lot yet, just because I'm still somewhat new to the cruising community. But getting to meet up and hang out with other cruisers. So, That's a great one. Like, like cruisers that come down and because they're part of the community they're always like hey we're gonna be in tampa want to meet up it's like absolutely yeah that's a great one it's really cool you know like uh there are so many cruisers that are that are creators that live in florida but also that are traveling through florida and not just creators but like like people that are just part of the cruising community who mm-hmm. who just like to to check out the content and they're they're active in the different groups and stuff and and man I mean I've made so many great friends that way and it's just it's always it's always just really neat to meet people that and, and the one of the things that's really cool too is I I've noticed it's it's sort of shaken up my my social picture so what I mean by that is in the past you know all my friends pretty much thought the same way I did, had the same hobbies, had the same interests, which is cool. I mean, that's that's awesome or whatever. But because we have this one thing that ties us together, this cruising, I find myself befriending people that maybe I would have never met, maybe I would have never talked to, exactly. maybe I would have thought we wouldn't get along because we have different views or something. But we do because it doesn't matter because you're just like bonding over cruising and you're just like discovering that these people are just humans just like you. It's just it's just been a really cool thing meeting all the people. Yeah, that's been people. great. And the, the Lalita group group cruise we were on was a perfect example of that. It was very yeah. fairly small. I think there was like thirty two of us. But you know, everybody got along so great. Everybody was just as they were online or the videos, right. whatever. It was just great. We made so many friends and we still aside from us here, you know, there's other people we always talk to and, and yeah. connect with all the time just from that one cruise. So it's it's great. It's it's interesting because you know, the internet, you think about the internet, you think about like people who just have no filter and they, they, they feel sort of different about and they're more willing to say rude or, or ignorant things. But in the cruising community as a whole, that doesn't seem to really be the case. Like, no, no. And, and maybe it's because people do meet up and stuff. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that out there. But for the most part, yeah, I, and people that I've met have been very much what I expected them to be. Like just exactly, exactly how they were. Or maybe even nicer or, or something. You know, like mm-hmm. even like we get along even better. So it's it's been it's been really cool. And one of the things I have written down here as another cool thing about living in Florida and being a cruiser is that because 
we get to go maybe on more cruises than a lot of people, except for like Para DJ, but <laughs> <laughs> cruises so much. I know. Um, but but we we get to like we get to help cruisers. So like mm-hmm. I I mean part of that's being a, a creator and being, but even just being in the community itself and having that experience. You know, people ask questions like about the the luggage and stuff, and I, I you know I'm an educator. I love answering questions sure. anyway, but but I, I just but I like. I like being able to help people with that. So that's been like a rewarding thing about living in Florida. And I can tell you, since since I started getting into cruising, I know at least four or five different people who have moved to Florida primarily because they love yeah, the cruise. I, yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen, I've read about that. It's, <laughs> you know, and again, that's, we have such an advantage. You know, that's just proof right there. We have a yeah. huge advantage if you're a cruiser to live in Florida. Yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Cruz Lover, he goes by Michael Cruz Lover on YouTube. Like, he just, he was just texting me right before this, like, asking me to, to about this house in Tampa. He's like, what kind of neighborhood is this in? You know, I know yeah. Alan, Jeannie, Brock are moving. Roy and Amanda just moved to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, so many people. Oh, Tony and Jenny they're from Molina yeah. Loca, they're moving down mm-hmm. here. So, so we're not saying that you have to move to Florida if you cruise. We're just saying you should. Yeah, and we approve of, and all the people we mentioned, we approve of them coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to it. We need to have like a big cruise convention that's just like cruising community convention. They should do a cruise like convention. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, there that are, would be very cool. There are commercial cruising conventions or travel conventions that are kind of cruise heavy, but there's not one that's like a like a fandom, cruising yeah, like, fandom like a, kind of thing. Yeah. Let's do one of those. Let's do like a Repticon for cruising. Like you go buy a cruise. <laughs> Did, didn't John Heald used to host like a blogger cruise or something they, like that? There is a blogger cruise that okay. happens. Huh. Yeah. I'm not yeah, familiar I don't know with it. I just... If we all went to a convention center, we'd probably be sitting around going, why didn't we do this on a cruise ship? It would have to be <laughs> right. on a cruise ship. Well, yeah, we'd have to do it on a cruise ship. That would just be <laughs> defeat the purpose of it. I mean, we there are so many group cruises now, too, that you can take a part in. And and if, if you have never done that, I would highly encourage it because, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, Spencer, it's just, it's just a really rewarding experience and just a, a great, great time. I've yeah, never we, done that. But you yeah. will. Yeah, it was great. We were very we we were very nerve wracked about the night before because it's like, man, we're going on a cruise for seven days with people we only know through like Facebook and, and right. YouTube. Are these people going to be weird? Are they going to be you right. know? And if, and that was the thing. It's like no, it was everybody was really genuine and super nice, and it was just it was great, and we can't wait to do more. Yeah, I was I was Facebook stalking people. Yeah, I was like, okay, all these people are going on the cruise. Let's see. Oh, I'm not going to get along with this. Per- oh man, there's no way we're gonna. And and I got along with everybody. Yeah, we had a great time. All of it us did. Awesome. It was it was it was great. I said I can't wait to do another group cruise. <laughs> Any last uh, things on your list that you want to mention? The last one I had, it's kind of an odd one, but I'll just mention it just for the sake of it. Uh, that a lot of the headquarters for cruise lines are in Florida. And that ties in because there's a lot of people that do a lot of cruising. They actually want to get into that industry. So here in Florida, you have a, a pretty good opportunity to do that. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about you? Anything on the list you want to hit? Um, I mean, I think we hit the major ones. Everything else that we kind of put down is kind of like an extension of what we've already said. Mm-hmm. Kind of ties in. Yeah. yeah. Things like you already probably have the right clothes. <laughs> You're familiar. You yeah, got exactly. your beach gear down, like you know. We just we just ordered a beach safe, and uh, and it's like I'm surprised we didn't already have one. But you know, you you get more use out of that kind of stuff. I know I know. Like Liz Breen, she she always talks about she doesn't need to go to the beach when she cruises because she lives in Florida. She can go to the beach whenever she wants, and that opens her up to either one if she wants to stay on the ship 
or two, go into other things that are different. Now, for me, I got to get underwater where it's clear and there's coral. But that's a very uh, good point she has, though. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I can't. We can go to the beach tomorrow, you know. And it's like. Do you want to do that? I mean, it's a little chilly. Oh, yeah. It's cold in Florida right now. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's freezing it's, under our standards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it's been getting, it, like today, like you said, it was earlier, it was really nice. It was today, a beautiful like, day. I think it was like low 70s or mm-hmm. upper 60s. But it didn't or start like that. that way. No, it was a little chilly this yeah, morning. Yeah, it was chilly this morning when we got up. It was good, good sleeping yeah. weather. Yeah, the best thing is I can turn the AC off, so that's going to save my power. Yes. That's the best part about it. Yes. That's, you know, one time somebody made an argument. with me about moving we were talking about moving to florida and i was like man you should move to florida this wasn't even a cruising person and they were like yeah but but uh you know the weather's nice but man the ac bill is going to kill you and i'm like not so much because whereas our ac bill in the summer is a little bit high because of running the air conditioner or our electric bill i should say is a little bit high you get into the fall winter and spring and that bill goes way Way down down. because i mean i don't hardly ever turn the heater on you know mm-hmm. so if you're living in wisconsin that heater's running <laughs> yeah every once in a while i'll put ours on just early in the morning when when somebody's getting ready for work or something just to take the chill off yeah take the take the chill yeah. off cool well okay well the only thing we have left to do is the cruise creature and i i always whenever we have a guest co-host on i always ask them if they have a preference and you said sea turtles and dolphins are, yep, are those, uh, what are you guys favorites. like yeah we love yeah, them. i mean yep. and and you know i did that poll a little while back on people's favorite um, creatures and sea turtles and dolphins were far and above everybody's yeah. favorites. <laughs> I mean, turtles rock. Turtles do rock. They're I like turtles. Cool. Now, now we have covered one species of dolphin and one species of sea turtle. Yes, which is a leatherback sea turtle, Atlantic bottlenose dolphin. But I wanted to do green sea turtles because did, what did you guys do in St. Thomas? Did you do the same excursion as as? Uh, as I did, we did the turtle swim in St. Thomas on the group cruise. No, we went to the we went to Megan's Bay and we did that. Um, That's right, I paradise. That, vlog. that oh, I forgot what you call it. That gondola type. Yeah, thing. you went up and got the drink and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we did okay. there. Well, well, there are green sea turtles in in uh, St. Thomas as well as all over the Caribbean. It's one of the most common sea turtles that I come across when I'm scuba diving or snorkeling. Those in Kemp's Ridley's are the ones I see in the Caribbean. I see loggerhead sea turtles around here. Um, not Kemp's Ridley's. I'd love to see a Kemp's Ridley. Hawksbills. Kemp's Ridley's are really endangered. But hawksbills and green sea turtles. But green sea turtles are one of my favorites. We've got um, we've got one at the aquarium that's Flip. that's injured that lives there permanently. But one of my favorite facts about green sea turtles. So they they eat pretty much seagrass. Like that's that's what that's what they eat. They when they're younger they do eat some protein like crabs and things that they can catch. But as they get older they kind of switch to more salads. Like like we all kind of have to. Right. Unfortunately, I don't want to. But um, their their jaws are kind of like scissors. So each sea turtle species, there are seven in the world, five that you can find in Florida waters. Their jaws are very distinct for what they eat. So the leatherback's got a flimsy jaw for eating jellies. Um, the the uh, loggerhead has a big, thick draw, jaw for crushing exoskeletons of crabs. And the green sea turtle's got like these scissors. So uh, they eat all this green stuff, and they're not actually green at all. They are actually brown, brownish, black colored 
Uh, maybe they look a little blue sometimes, but that's usually just lighting underwater. So why are they called green sea turtles? Do you Matt? know why they're called? I do. You do know? Tell, yeah. tell I figured it's, you probably I do not know what they... This is crazy, right? Tell, tell everybody why. It's because their fat is green. They're, that's right. So in the, they're green on the inside. They're not green on the outside. They're green internally. So the chlorophyll that they're getting in the seagrass dyes the, their uh, fatty tissues green. And so that's why they call them green sea turtles and i learned something i had no clue and, never isn't heard that weird before. like yeah. yeah like like an animal that's named now unfortunately that's probably because people used to slaughter them all the time <laughs> that's why we know that but uh but yeah so so they can get about five feet long and uh they are considered an endangered species but they're practically worldwide they have one of the largest ranges of any of the sea turtles and they're doing well in certain areas one of the places that they do really well in is Costa Rica. There's a an area in Costa Rica where the majority of green sea turtles will will nest, but we get some that nest in Florida. And uh, one of the cool things is Grand Cayman has a turtle farm. Mm-hmm. Have you you've cruised to Grand Cayman? Have you ever done the turtle farm? No, or? we didn't do the turtle farm, but turtles are everywhere in Grand Cayman as far yeah. as like decorations and food yes. and uh, <laughs> things like that. So yeah. It's a little controversial this turtle farm because it is literally a farm where they oh, yeah, they I'm eat familiar the turtles. with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you know, I mean, uh, I've I've talked about it a little bit before, but uh, but they also do a lot of conservation work. So they are actually breeding the Kemp's Ridley sea turtles and they're not farming those as a food source. They're just releasing them, trying to build their numbers back up. But the interesting thing is the nest the natural nesting population in Grand Cayman of green sea turtles has increased dramatically so some people have an issue with because they're eating them and using their shells but the reality is if you look at it as the whole it's beneficial for the species and and as as like the the scientist in me i mean that's what i'm the most concerned with i mean i don't i don't want to eat a sea turtle cuz i kind of they are kind of charismatic to me but <laughs> I can take a step back and I can go, this is actually something that's helping the species and I, I can be okay with that. Uh, but really cool turtles. Uh, one of the biggest turtles, just uh, just neat. So you've, you've probably seen green sea turtles then. If you, have, you been, have you seen turtles in the, in the wild? I shouldn't oh, yeah, we actually them. saw one yeah. off the ship on uh, our last cruise. I don't know what kind it was, but it was, you know. I was watching some of your vlogs, kind of re-watching some of the other ones. And was that in the port, going out of the port? That was coming out of... One of them was coming out of Port Canaveral. Yeah. And another one, another one is, I can't remember where it was offhand. Oh, where was it? I can't, I can't remember now where we saw it. So I don't know what species you saw coming out of Cape Canaveral, but I'm going to guess because um, I've seen a sea turtle sailing out of Cape Canaveral. And I just, I know that that part of the coast is a huge area for loggerhead sea turtles Mm -hmm. and that's what i usually see in florida it could have been a green sea turtle it could have been a hawksbill sea turtle uh but it was probably a loggerhead sea turtle if you see a sea turtle (laughs) um then the the easiest way is to tell them apart if if it's like a loggerhead is their head size compared to the rest of their body is huge so it's a it's a much different thing. So anyway, yeah, green sea turtles. I, I thought that'd be a cool one to do since you like turtles and everything, and yeah. um, and I do too. And I that's your fate, like your favorite animal, right? Turtles. So it's one turtles. of my favorites. It, my favorite animal changes every day. You know, it's I should start doing like a poll because uh, when I had D and J on here, like we did sea turtle, right? Because or or did we? No, we did stingrays with we them. We did stingrays, but sea turtles her favorite animal. Yeah. 
and we but we did stingrays because I think we had just done a sea turtle or something. Yeah, I don't know. She picked stingrays. One of the reasons I picked those too is because we go fishing a lot, or at least when we have free time, and we always see always see dolphins somehow, yeah. and, and always see um, sea turtles out there. You know, just floating along, doing their thing. And you see them in Florida when you're fishing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. See, I don't. I hardly ever get to see sea turtles in Florida. I see dolphins a lot, but you see oh, yeah. you see sea turtles. Where where are you fishing? Are you doing like um, like boat fishing? I'm assuming on on the Atlantic. No, or? no, we don't. No, we don't have a boat, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> um, we say that for the cruise. Right, ship. right. No, we'll just go to like um, the inlets, like uh, Sebastian Inlet, yeah. or we'll just drive to like Melbourne area on the east coast and just find a spot of water. So you're telling me it's fairly common to see sea turtles over there. Mm-hmm. I need to go. We need to go Let's over to that Let's go coast. over there. I've never <laughs> seen a sea turtle in the wild. I've only seen them snorkeling and scuba diving and then that. And I saw the one when I was leaving Port Canaveral, which now makes a lot more sense. I know that the, uh, I know that there's there's beaches over there, though, where they are really common nesting. But I didn't know they were that common to see. That's cool. Yeah, there's a lot of parks like on the east. I don't know how it is on the west side of uh, Florida. That you can just go. There's parks all up and down the coast. Along the uh, intercoastal intercoastal waterway, yeah. that's where you'll see, that's where we see a lot of us. It's, huh. We'll fish along there. A lot of times, we'll just pull off on the side of a bridge, and um, you know, go under the bridge and just fish off there for an hour. And you know, you see all kinds of stuff. That's another good advantage oh, that is of really cool of living in mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Over over on the Gulf side, we have we have parks, but um, it's a little bit different over here. So there are sea turtles here, but I don't think we have the numbers. So we do see a lot of dolphins. We see like manatees, we see stingrays, but um, see a lot of manatees, yeah, yeah, but not too many, not too many sea turtles. I mean, like I said, I've never seen one. I know they've seen them on our eco tour in Tampa Bay before, but not, but it's rare that they yeah. see them. Very huh. cool. Well, let's go. Over yeah, there. it's not a huge number. Not a huge number of them, but it's like if we're fishing for a few hours, it's you know almost guaranteed that we'll at least see a head or you know something pop by. So it's it's pretty cool. We need to do a huh. road trip. Let's do that. <laughs> Mm, for sure. Well, listen, Spencer, thank you so much for uh, for coming on to the podcast, being a, a, a co-host today and sharing all of Thanks your knowledge. Me. You're welcome. Yeah, it's always it's always good to get different perspectives and, and more knowledge and more experience to add to, to uh, what we can share with people out there. Absolutely. So um, let, let's give one more plug to your channel. So if you if you haven't already, go over and check out Scott's On Deck and uh, subscribe to the channel hit the little bell so you get notified when new videos are coming out. You got anything coming down the pipe? You said you had some videos you hadn't put out yet. Yeah, we're still in the middle. We're actually, we just started the vlog for our last breeze cruise. So we're still in the first sea day. So we got four port stops to, to a uh, vlog. So got some good stuff coming up. There you go. Well, thanks again, Spencer. Thanks for having me. It was great to sit down and talk with you guys. And I hope very soon if you guys make a trip over to Orlando. Uh, we'll get to hang out for the day or have dinner or you know, something at least. We will definitely do that. Absolutely. We, yeah, we need to do that for sure. All right, guys. I think it's time to head for the horizon. Until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. So on the last episode, we were talking about the travel map. Why are you being so serious? This is the after the song part. I'm sorry. You're like, 
So on the last episode. So on the last episode, Matt, <laughs> we talked about a travel map. Okay, all right, I see where you're going. All right, so, well, so yeah, we talked about travel maps and making one. Yeah, we got we got a little bit of feedback from that. Like. <laughs> No, sorry about that. Please don't do that again. <laughs> I am sorry, everyone out there, for your ears. The the three people that listened to the after the after the music thing just stopped listening. Yeah, basically. Great, way to go, Matt. Anyway, what were you saying? Yeah, Maps? so so we got some feedback on that idea. Um, one person emailed us, Nick. Yeah, Nick. Thank and, you for the email, Nick. And Nick thinks it's an awesome idea, and he would absolutely love to have something like that. Yes. So that's cool because, uh, you know, we, I, we've we got some ideas. We've been brainstorming a little bit. But then we also got some somebody posted your map app, which is actually a, a company. They make a, an app for maps um, on uh, on the Facebook cruising community. Can I talk? I don't know. Fantastic cruising community on Facebook. Um, they actually posted and, and had a suggestion that you can go and search for these things called scratch maps. Yeah. Apparently there's a lot of them. Like there's world maps and there's like specific area maps like the U.S. Um, but I don't think we, we looked it up and I didn't see anything that was like specifically for like the Caribbean. Not specifically, but still really cool. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. But I think we should still consider doing something kind of like that maybe. Yeah, it actually kind of gave us some ideas. The, the scratch maps, you, you scratch off where you've been and then there's something hidden underneath and there's stickers and stuff to make it all fancy. They're They're pretty cool. But yeah, maybe we'll maybe we could do something like that. So so we're, we're, again, if you are one of the two people now that are left that listen to this after the uh, music plays, um, let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Dot com. Would you like a map of some sort, artistically rendered, that specifically represents different cruising areas around the world that you can kind of use as a fun way to mark where you've been, what you've done, yeah, what, what you've seen. What what I'm gonna randomly jump in here just popped in my head. What about like a cruise ship checkbox thing map? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like an easy easy way to reference. Like I've been on this ship, this ship, and this ship. Yeah. What yeah. have you been on? And then yeah. they can. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So we'll think about that. If that if this sounds like something you would be interested in, again, just let us know. And thank you for listening, as always. Absolutely. Bye-bye. See ya.